0: we as artists work a lot longer than nine to five. It's like 24 seven because we're always thinking of stuff. And I, you know, I want a little bit of compensation for that. May I ask, you know, just, just a little bit
1: for 40 years. And, uh, this guy's album, we're all under the artist, Brian Woodbury. And it's just, there was just one guy but wait a minute there's two of us so
0: oh, no. i you know i i contacted. hi this is terry draper from class two hey this is paul chastain i'm ben O'Hare. i used to be in today's vine club different star collector bone rat jim terrell josh bradley paul collins of the nerves breakaways and the beat. I'm Frankie Siragusa, and you're tuning in to Unlikely Places Pop and Rock Radio Show with Vinyl Man Jeb. Let's just have a check that out You're listening to Mad Wasp Radio. Ow. Hey everybody, this is your host, Vinyl Man Jeb, with Brian Woodbury here. He has a brand new album, I was told, through Glass Onion, uh, Billy, uh, which is cool. It's coming out on July 25th. We're really excited for this one. We'll get right into the name and everything as we go on about the episode, but Brian, how are you? Very good. How are you, Jeb? Good. Excited to be here. Uh, just uh, having a lot lot. of fun doing a lot of interviews lately more than i've done before because glass onion was like hey we want to add you to our roster for radio hosts and i was like let's do it it would be a lot of fun so we started uh doing those and getting into it and caught up to having you so very excited i'm very glad you have me too so i usually start off all my guests with and we'll get into your new album as well and we'll get into all this stuff but i want to start off on a simple same ground for everybody what got you into music what got me into music well i was a very
1: little kid Years and years ago, uh, my parents uh, used to play um, this one uh, record uh, that was uh, Don Giovanni of Mozart, uh, oh. Mozart opera. And uh, for some reason, I was really obsessed with this this record when I was like three and and I would pretend to sing along. I had no no idea what they were talking about. I thought I always thought they were talking about cabbages and lettuce, but I, I would just kind of imitate the songs. Uh, and then I always sort of gravitated toward music from that. So, um, you know I, I, I played music from a very early age I you know I, I, the Beatles were the thing that, that was the, that inspired me and 400 million other people no doubt to play guitar and, and well they had a lot songs, of power
0: so. too the Beatles had so much power from back then I've, I've learned from interviewing Joey Molland of Badfinger and and learning all these different things about those bands the Beatles was like that pure energy
1: yeah it's sort of it's trite but it's you know they're undeniable
0: right <laughs> and I see you got the banjo and The mando behind you. So as well as knowing you're a multi instrumental composer as well, so I can see that kind of stemmed from there.
1: I'm not really a banjoist or a mandolinist because uh, I write for those instruments and occasionally I play them and often I have other people play them. So I want to figure out if I'm if I'm having them play something that's actually possible on the instrument. Gotcha. If it's not, if it's just just barely possible, then I can uh, I'll I'll let (laughs) I'll make them play it. You're like
0: I could barely do it, so you can do it. (laughs) I like that. You know, And I actually didn't realize, I knew a lot of your work from when I was a kid, uh, from Bear in the Big Blue House, which was something I was always excited about when I was younger, and one of my friends is a big fan too. And it's just something I remember, I I love Jim Henson, I love the Muppets, I knew that was one of the later shows that was his company more than him, of course. But how did that come about? How did getting to work on that show? That came about, uh, I I was living in New York at the time and I was doing,
1: um, I was performing, solo stuff and performing a lot with my band the popular music group and i uh, met a guy uh, named david yasbeck who's a broadway composer now he was um working on um, he was doing some kids stuff at the time and he recommended me to some people and i was hired to write songs for the show right sort of at the beginning of when that show was f- first coming out
2: A big bear. Want some fun? Here's yes, where. Just for you. All oh, is new. In the house of blue. Lots of room at our house. Catch the moon at our house. Kitchens here. Bathrooms there. Attic full of stuff here. Pillows full of fluff here. <laughs> just for you. In the house of blue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the big blue house. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the big blue house. Door is open you're here. So let's begin! And
1: I've met, I've worked with a lot of people from, that I met through the show, musicians. Um, One of my longtime collaborators, Peter Lurie, was the actual music supervisor on that that show when I first started. You know, I'd wanted to sort of get into TV. At the time, I hadn't done any TV pretty much, but at at that time, I'd done like one jingle. But, um, I thought, you know, I thought the kids stuff was fun. And then shortly after that, you know, I had I had kids. So it was, you know, it was kind of cool writing kids music while I was, you know, being a parent of young kids. Uh, and they were sort of the age that the show was geared toward.
0: Yeah, it became kind of part of like knowing what you're making music for and realizing that there's yeah. actually like a reflection for it. So that becomes really cool. And uh, yeah. was that one of your first major projects? Being that you mentioned that was like you did a couple of jingles, but was that like one of the first major ones? That was
1: first. That was the first big TV thing I'd done. I'd had done lots of grandiose um, projects of my own, my own pet projects. There you go. But yeah, no, that was my my first sort of. Um, a big tv thing and i've done a few others since then a number of what's been like a big inspiration for you as of late a big inspiration well honestly i tend to be pretty productive so i i tend to i give myself deadlines for for things you know i have lots of ideas all the time either coming up with titles to songs or just little musical bits or just concepts so I, I like to give myself um, deadlines. And what I've done in the, these projects that we're about to, to talk about, um, I've done over the last, basically over the pandemic, is I gave myself um, four albums to make, uh, each one in a different musical mood. Oh, so, wow. um, so basically what I, my inspiration was I got to fill up these albums with songs. So I had to, you know, I had to, accumulate song ideas and each one, ha- each album had to have its own sort of musical personality. So inspiration, you know, it, I, I always feel like it's, I use the analogy that's like a, a water faucet. It Turn it on and it, it'll just, you know, keep coming as long as you want it. You and then know, you can turn it
0: that's, off that's, with the stress that comes with turning it off because you're like, I wish I could take a break, but I can't, you know, so yeah, it's, it's- <laughs> and, and
1: I, you know, I vary it around too. I, you know, I, I write, so I write different stuff. Styles of music. But mm-hmm. I also rate.
0: Um, you know, I, I make videos too. I make music videos. Oh, cool! Uh, yeah. yeah, I recently got into watching a lot more music videos because we had Kevin Godley from Ten CC on our show recently, awesome. and awesome. I, it was great. a lot of fun thanks to Billy as well. And it was just uh-huh. such a, a fun experience because I never expected to have someone that worked with Paul McCartney on his music video. I mean, everybody from the realm. If MTV didn't uh, exist, he would have been MTV. So yeah, it was like no, it was, was really great. fun. I'm in the same boat of having to put in place you know, boundaries to when I could do stuff and, and timing. And then of course the faucet is such a good uh, analogy for that is that all of a sudden a song will come to me and I'm sitting there writing an album in the middle of a night when I'm like, I just want to sleep. <laughs> I just want right. to relax because I have so much going on, but it's just, uh, do you have any advice for musicians that deal with the pressure of wanting to write all the time and not being able to take breaks?
1: I force myself to take breaks and
0: I try to finish up
1: my day by around six. Okay.
0: But if if I'm really on a roll,
1: I, I let myself go till nine. But if I if I go past nine, I'll be up all night, and I'm, yeah. I'm an early riser. So I, I get up like five thirty or six and just start working. But. You
0: and I are very similar with the working patterns. I find myself having to schedule like uh, on this. I use this app Trello where I can like schedule my day out with what's the most important task to the least important, and That's- then. Wise. If I have to move it, I'm like I get annoyed, but I'm like, wait, I can't do 70 things in one day. I have to yeah. you get to visualize it. So it's a little easier to say, OK, I need to no, take a break, but that's, it's that's tough. <laughs> I have a hard time taking breaks as uh, as uh, I I think I'll come with my age. I'll start to learn. I'm only 22, but I've been doing these interviews since I was 17 and I'm always on the fly. Just go, 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 go. And then I'll realize I've gotten to the point where my body is trying to catch up with what's been going on, and it's, like, extremely yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll catch up with you yeah. eventually. Hopefully. <laughs> but we'll we'll move right into your album now. We talked about the different volumes of it, so I didn't even realize it was a volume thing, which is very cool, very cool, like, kind of challenge for yourself. Did you find a yeah. struggle trying to get those themes together for the uh, Rhapsody and Filigree setup, like the series of albums? The, the whole series is
1: called Anthems and Antithets. Oh, okay. And... It was actually suggested by a friend of mine because I I've put out a lot of albums and on and a lot of them will go from one sort of tone to another. Uh, you know, I'll have like a serious song and then I'll have a you know angry political song and then I'll have like a um, you know something very silly. So it'll go from like you know serious to silly to. I enjoy that. I enjoy going back and forth in in, in that sort of frame of mind. Like, oh, now he's being sincere about himself and and now he's be pretending to be an idiot and mocking <laughs> himself so um you know i like that but i think it can be confusing to some t- to to people to listeners sometimes if you're listening to the whole album maybe it's not confusing to me but i i made it so i thought i like to do funny songs so mm-hmm. i did the first volume which is called levity and novelty and it's all like funny novelty And then the second one was more like serious, personal, like story songs, not always about me, but songs about people. And they're not all weepy, but they're all like about personal type things. And that one's called Balladry and Soliloquy. And then the third one was like all the political stuff and all the pissed off stuff and all the sort of curious politics. That's called Antipathy and Ideology. And then the other thing I really like to do is kind of, uh, you know, really esoteric weirdo Artie songs. So (laughs) that's what. That's what this one, the new one's all about.
2: And that's
0: the one I heard most of all, and I really—that's the one that uh, um, that Billy sent me. And I was feeling the Zappa vibe. I was feeling the Brian Wilson Smile era vibe, and I love all that stuff. So Um, I definitely was feeling that, and I was just like, oh, I love this. And there was a couple songs I picked out as well, which we'll get into. But I just—I didn't even realize it was a volume thing, which makes it even more exciting. I have more to go through now, so it
1: it it, was—I wanted to try to do it over one year, but it ended up being taking a long time to. Mm -hmm. I did the first three in in 2020, and then it took me a long time to finish this one because this one was a little more involved. So this one is finally coming out on July 25th.
0: Which is only a few
1: days from now. We've got five days. Yeah, just just, just next week. So, uh, yeah, and and I should say also that they're chock full of music. They're all, like, 75-plus minutes long. So they're really, like, double albums. And so I, I really, really... You know, you get your bang for your buck when you listen to this.
0: Really? Yeah. I I imagine like when I looked over, I was like, oh, you know, usually albums get sent and they're like 10 to 12 songs and they're good. There's nothing wrong with that. But I always love when I do storytelling in my work, I love doing 23 song albums and, you know, everybody's like, how do you do this? I'm like, I would not like being able to split those things up. As uh, My next question actually was already answered, which was perfect, which was the concept behind this album. Now we're learning that there's multiple concepts. So guys, you have a lot to learn from here. Uh, So we're going to move into the song's. That I picked from Volume Four, since that's the one I've been uh, listening yeah, to, that's and I wanted to, which is perfect. Uh, I really wanted to get into, like, I have three songs listed. We could do more, of course. There's, there's so many songs on the album, so we could do much more. And one of them was uh, "Theseus Rex." I really wanted to get into that.
1: Oh yeah, well, Theseus Rex is based on the Greek myth of Theseus. Okay. Um, so it's a, it's a real. A real myth, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean. But I've updated the story so that Theseus is now the bastard son of Jerry Garcia from The Grateful Dead. <laughs> so it's set. It he sort, it sort of starts in the late '60s, and it follows in a very sort of mythological, heroic way. Gotcha. It follows the story of his his mom and and him as he he grows up and is rejected by Jerry Garcia and wants to prove himself and learns to play the <laughs> guitar. And then, just when he's about to prove himself, Jerry dies. This is all completely made up. Why not choose somebody in popular culture who's got sort of a mythological status? Definitely. And so, um, <laughs> and so you know, he ends up going to Afghanistan and, and sort of spying on the Taliban during the just lead up to 9 and, 11 and ends up being mistaken for a, a Taliban and, and almost waterboarded. And then, and so it has this big sort of tragic. Uh, sweep to it, and it's uh, the song is like prog rock. Almost, it's inspired by like Genesis. Oh, okay, I've heard Peter that. Gabriel, yeah, Genesis, where there's where they would do these concept albums and everything.
0: Uh, you know, the whole Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, Broadway. with exactly like, uh, like yeah. the flower suit that Peter Gabriel used to have, and he'd come out, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, they, yeah that's exactly. so cool.
1: Bands, so it's like tells tells the story. The song mm-hmm. is only nine minutes long, but it's, so it's it's like a rock opera condensed into nine minutes. Rhonda's living life at a standstill, born and bred on Anaheim landfill. Help is on a grateful dead handbill. Promising a way out of landfill. Hitch up to Marin where the streams flow. To the kind of landscape her dreams know. Larks burn where the beams show. Fairy tale begins and it
2: seems so easy
1: and high. Free love, give it a try. Still
2: underage, passes backstage. Snares are here.
1: And one night of sex makes the easiest wreck.
2: I shall bear your son Prepare him for his role Your heir and chosen one When he subsumes your son Jerry won't answer From Let his Go, Junior is gone home
1: Where the faith in fathers began
2: guitar, all high strung, though Soon the uh, high and mighty are broad, though Coming of age, false hopes Turning to rage,
1: The cover band plays with a nimble hand in the court of his father When Jerry does not arrive August of 95 Turns out he is not
2: alive And Mountain Girl blames me I'll got it in a can, kill me some Taliban, call the fire on the mountain DC is yet to date. I'll let her worst thing he's ever faced, taking debut in the mountain Western
1: true. I've did it through and through. This lightning skull tattoo says you
2: are my hero. You'll skip Guantanamo where you were gonna go. Man, you don't wanna know, cause you are my hero. In a of Jerome and his white chromosome. Tell mom you're coming home, cause you are my hero. the are
1: His uh, Theseus's mom. There's Theseus, and there's like a colonel that he meets in Afghanistan, a, an American uh, army colonel. And then there's a, um, and then the narrator, which is me. So, so the whole thing is, is very theatrical and um, full of sort of proggy, sort of lots of little sections that are almost their own
0: song. So, but oh, very cool. I like, I like I like that I like and I just love that in the press kit it, it wrote about Jerry Garcia which I also have a Jerry figure like on the like right there in the oh, corner it's like an action oh, figure of Jerry so it was like perfect uh, but it was just uh, I love the Grateful Dead ever since I was younger I always liked the idea oh, of man. the these bands like the Allman Brothers the Grateful Dead coming out and just jamming for 50 minutes nonstop it was like what is this yeah. I couldn't even I can get up on stage for three hours but I have to have everything sectioned out by you know exactly. my three minute pop songs that I write it's like yeah. some so fun the next one i had on our list is uh we are the sun let's talk about that one okay we are the sun uh we are the sun
1: is um the idea is based on you know every once in a while people will say oh i can't wait till uh humans can go to other go, go see you know go to other stars other planets on other stars i mean, that's sort of the inspiration because it's never going to happen. It's too far away.
0: Yes, it's many years you know, from now, definitely.
1: The, the, the technology, <laughs> if we could somehow even get to the light speed, it would still take 10,000 years to get to these places. Human history only goes back about 6,000 years. So this is a crazy idea. But the, So the idea that we're always aspiring to something that's beyond our, our constraints, our... our Humanity and our, our planet just seemed foolish thing that I wanted to write. Not that the song was foolish, but the um, and you know it's it's got some other ideas in there too about you know being able to upload your your mind into sort of a, a computer or something like that. And I think a lot of these these fantasies we have about the future are are are, are really just fantasies that that sort of are misleading to where where we are in in real life. Never make it to another star There isn't energy to get that far We don't have time to take a trip so long And I'm not smart enough to show you I'm not wrong We can't upload our minds into the cloud beyond what physics has allowed, we're bound by sunlight's song about and there's also uh, sort of an optimistic song about the fact that we you know we're this you know earth is this kind of miraculous place and that it's really part of the sun and the sun is is remarkable in the in that you know it's created this this planet with life and so you know so i I feel in a way you know we are the sun so yeah and then i I I worked with um, a couple of good friends of mine, um, uh, Johnny Unicorn and Naomi Adele Smith. They sang the, the background vocals on it, and we did. And we um, and we just just finished a video that's going to be premiering very soon for the for that song. So.
0: You know, with that song, I I do kind of find it funny that we we always as human beings seem to tend to go every hour by hour. And, you know, I remember yellow It kind of reminded me this is a wraparound, but it'll come back to where I was saying like yellow submarine by the Beatles. The movie, they had the moment where you saw time and you saw how long Ah. time could actually be when they physically count the time out. And you're like, whoa, I never realized that minutes when you're thinking about it can be so quick or so fast. As I related to kind of like taking that deep breath in and realizing, you know, we're just small molecules of energy on such a bigger picture. But it gets overwhelming if you go to think about the bigger picture constantly and you have to kind of go with the battle between are we going to be here tomorrow in your head? Cause you know, we're just part of whatever we were doing at the moment, or you got to go with the battle of focusing on what you want to get done today for that accomplishment of that task. And it's Absolutely. just so cool to see somebody that has that similar uh, brain set and similar, I should say mindset. There we go. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Towards yeah. that.
0: And I think one of your other yeah. songs reflects in that very well in that theme. And I go right into this one now, um, as I was looking back at the album, uh, the other Brian Woodbury, I mean, that's a cool concept. <laughs> let's, let's hear about that one.
1: Okay, so that one came about very, sort of in a really funny way. A couple of years ago, I was Googling myself as one does, at least if you have the name Brian Woodbury. <laughs> if your name is John Smith, you don't, probably don't Google
0: yourself. <laughs> There'd be too many but results.
1: <laughs> just to see what. And there was this other musician making music, putting out a record, and I was like, wait a minute. The sort of irritating thing was on Spotify, and YouTube, both my oh. albums for the last, you know, I've been putting out for 40 years and, uh, this guy's album, we're all under the artist, Brian Woodbury. And it's just, there was just one guy, but well, wait a minute, there's two of us. So oh. I, you know, I, I contacted him. Um, I got in touch with him and I said, do you know anything about this? Why are, why is our stuff being confused? And here's the, here's the other thing. I, you know, I, I, am I'm, I'm very opinionated about music. I often don't like a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and, But so I thought, you know, uh, my my sort of (laughs) default uh, reaction to things is I probably won't like this. But you know, I listened to his stuff and immediately I I thought it was great. You know, (laughs) he's like a a jazz trombonist, kind of does, I I guess you'd call it kind of postmodern jazz. And um, you know, um, you know, nice interesting stuff about 15 years ago i put out an album of instrumental jazz music with a large with large ensemble 17 piece band that was just stuff that i'd written um so you could possibly you know mistake if you're familiar with that uh, project that i did called the variety orchestra you would think oh brian's got a a thing where he's got a trombone player And, and it's like no it's a different guy That's what somebody once said To get wisdom and to get ahead So I searched myself on Google that is Now I don't know what is myself or his There's a guy who has my name, a guy who isn't me Makes music, which is a shame, cause I make music. Now you see where this whole thing is going to. Since our name's the same, no way of knowing who it is gonna be. guy who took my name, I had it long before. Hey, I won't let him usurp my fame. If he persists, then this is war, because I'm the prior Brian here. Hey, would you mind? He should cede his claim to me, the pioneer.
2: I a plume for you. I
1: got There's plenty better ones I bet, yeah, and he could have The lot I blame this same lame name Phenomenon on some dumb Humdrum whim of mom and dad Saddling me with this bad hum a and a That other guy Who stole my name He's not my evil twin No alter ego the I hide within, no doppelganger ding But when the web takes aim, we start commingling till you can't unpin. <laughs> how can we how can we separate yeah you know, how can we so of course we tried to get in touch with spotify and, and Ooh,
0: youtube and the fun
1: and these are and and doing you know getting in touch with these streaming places uh is they're kind of impenetrable so there's really not a lot you can i mean i'm sure there's something you can do but it's not easy to it's hard to, to find it's like the deep web these things to try yeah, to get a hold yeah. of
0: these people yeah
1: so um we said well Uh, wouldn't it be funny if we just wrote a song together that would really confuse the algorithm Hmm. and so so that was just a joke but then you know I thought why don't we actually do it so um, so I came up with this concept and I asked the other Brian Woodbury if he wanted to write a song called the other Brian Woodbury so the song is actually about
0: oh uh, wow
1: me, me being confused you know finding myself mixed up with this other guy and him finding himself mixed up with me and uh, so he, he, uh, co-wrote it with me and, um, you know, did a lot of the, uh, like, did a lot of the arrangement on the, uh, the, the trombones. He plays like 16 trombones on it. It's <laughs> that's yeah, cool. So, and, and he's been, he's been a great, great guy to work with. And then I ended up like having him play on, uh, like four other songs on the album. So it's, oh, that's, it's that's been been really, it became a positive. Yeah,
0: it, that's awesome. Yeah, so
1: it's, yeah so it's really great um so anyhow it's like a kind of a comic uh kind of jazzy song yeah but it's got some you know it's got a little uh, instrumental section that goes out goes pretty out and then
0: comes back find a story that was kind of similar when i started using Bandcamp. uh my name is jeb musically it's j-e-b-b and, uh, you know, a lot of people usually it's just J E B or it's just, you know, and that name is actually an acronym of my real name and Beatles boy So I've been a Beatles. My dad came up with that when I was like really young. So it became like my trademark and I, I can't change it for the life of me. It became everything. And it right. just became something that I didn't, I wasn't ready just to go, okay, I gotta go pick another name now. Um, but I was, I was there for a while. So it doesn't look like, you know, this guy came a little later and it was just funny that, um, you know, I decided to just make my name Jeb's Music. So it's de- it's defined as a different concept. It's its own thing. And and then yeah. people could find it because it's not by somebody else. But my buddy, my co-writer, who I do a lot of songs with, was like, you should meet up with the other Jeb and do Jeb featuring Jeb. But look, Brian yeah, Woodbury should, already did should. it. <laughs> <laughs> he did Brian featuring Brian. And that's really cool. And you know what? It could be a positive thing if you're open-minded to... I'm very opinionated, too. Sometimes I get cold feet when I listen to things or get sent stuff. Stuff, and the, the radio host added kind of to it, the uh, oh, getting 100 plus emails, it even without even looking, it wears you down. And I got to find yeah. a way to like, I think I'm going to take the unlikely place email off my phone and just put it on a computer and des- uh, designate a time to when I look at it, because it really yeah. adds to my day. I didn't even realize a lot of stress because I want to listen to everybody. I want to I'm a musician, too, so I want to hear everybody. But at the time, it's just not humanly possible to listen to 100 million songs and have the same ear for every single one.
2: Exactly. And it's like,
0: wow, I've learned a lot as a radio host. So and then people get upset if they don't get played. And I understand that. I'm like, I, I I get it. It's the passion. So then I'll check the song out a second time when they send this, you know, the second email. So hint hint, guys. Send me like five times your email Please don't, please don't. Please don't. I will not I will not respond. That'll be deleted <laughs> at that point. But uh the next song I had for on the list here, uh which I love by just the name itself, uh, was The Day the Music Never Died, which is very cool. Oh, uh spin oh, cool, on the title cool. there. So what's that one about? Yeah
1: that one is okay in 1829 Mm -hmm. uh Felix Mendelssohn uh was a young composer he's like 20 years old he presented a concert uh where they played Bach's uh J.S. Bach's St. Matthew's Passion and that was a piece from that was you know Bach had died 80 years before and and in those days they didn't play old classical music they when they would do concerts they would play their the thing that they had written for the concert uh for the most part and bach was you know maybe known in his old in his hometown but not not he wasn't famous the way mm-hmm. he, he became and it, but you know the musicians who who were familiar with this music thought oh this guy is amazing we have to So they did a concert in 1829, and that sort of is officially sort of this, that sort of is considered the start of classical music. Not that people weren't playing, weren't making concert, you know, that kind of serious concert music before it, but that was the point at which they started um, playing music of the past from from previous eras. And so, and nowadays, you know, of course, classical music is, you know it's music from the 1700s and the 1800s and the you know early 20th century whatnot but it's it's you know it's it's all the past is a huge part of what classical music is to the point that um you know there were people at the time thinking why we shouldn't play this old stuff we should only focus on the new so um there's always so ever since this sort of Uh, happened, there's been this tension in classical music uh, between the old and the new. Take one last concert, gay bow, and dropped him in the pantheon which we're still living under now. it down timeless treasures
2: been History
1: is the river we all swim in High water marks we rate our present by The current, current where we play Could one day wash us all
2: away And so we've built a levee But the levee is dry The day
1: it's replicated in all forms of music and all styles of music you know there's there's the the impulse to keep and preserve the the great stuff of the past and then there's this impulse to be like let's do something that's now that feels that comes from where we are now so and you know i feel that so it's that's where the song that's what the impetus for the song was and then I thought I'm writing a song about classical music, so I should try to make it in a completely unclassical music style. So I thought, you know, do kind of an indie pop. They might be giants Ooh. type of type of song, you know, with a, with a kind of, you know, hooky chorus. I mean, I don't know if it's really a hooky chorus because it changes key pr- practically every bar, but it, it's that kind of poppy thing about, the day the music
0: never died yeah and it's a nice you know way that people could see it like myself possibly and go oh i know the line the day the music died from <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, Don mclean but it. it's a good yes. way of saying that it's a little different too it's keeping the old preserving the old in that way but it's also preserving the old with the sense of somebody reads that and goes hey i kind of get that like i'm gonna check that yeah. cause my brain is telling me i've heard this phrase before <laughs> yeah. but it's also you haven't it. It's a you know play on words <laughs> We, we as artists work a lot longer than nine to five. It's like 24 sure. seven because we're yeah. always thinking of stuff. And I, you know, I want a little bit of compensation for that. May I ask, it's, you know, just, I just a little so. bit, you know, another song I wanted to go right into, cause I really enjoyed this one and I thought it had a funny twist to it. So I want you to explain it. And it's a very short. It's the shortest one on the album. I think, uh, uh-huh. is the honorable mention.
1: Okay. The honorable mention is, um, uh, it's like the internal monologue of a guy who's, mm-hmm. who's, who's winning an Academy Award. <laughs> and, um, and you know, at, at the end, he finds out he's mistaken. He didn't actually win. But it, it was, that was inspired by, you know, when people win these awards, they say, oh, I'm so humbled. And, you know, that word does not mean humbled doesn't mean what they're that they think it means or at least it didn't when i was growing up so humbled you know humbled is seemed like the wrong thing Mm -hmm. so i i I kind of just started as a goof kind of making fun of that um but then musically i got really sort of it had sort of a different musical um uh, genesis in that it was inspired by this album by um blake mills and pino Palladino. so Um humbled
2: We can't share this award. Oh, man, I really hate it. But to For you, my, my brilliant fellow, fellow.
0: I submit,
2: surrender, bow. I get down on my knees. knees. Then to He's each one on my team, I pledge my eternal deserve to the tomb, couldn't do it without you though i take, take the golden statue you, you deserve, deserve it, to. it moving on to those who stuck with me. me i'm honored by how true you are i'd like, like to thank you all by name but you know who, who you are you to are all me. my fans you and most of all thank you for buzzing me. And I, I would go on, but wait for one. It wasn't me.
1: I okay. think those are their names. I like the they, names. They put, out, they put this record out of maybe two or three years ago. And it had this really, really cool vibe. It was kind of, kind of like jazzy. uh, But it just had this incredibly cool vibe. And I kind of um, copped it. But then I did a really, you know, I did, it took in a really different direction. Then I put um, these background vocals on the song. So it's singing along with me, kind of sort of echoing what I'm saying. Oh, okay. And my, my, my friend kathy funston did these you know these amazing i I wrote these very very difficult three-part harmonies you know very sort of close harmony where she's like singing seconds apart from from the other part and she's you know she nails it she's she's amazing so it's 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 a very quirky kind of it's a very silly kind of lyric but um the music is kind of cool and and quirky
0: and I enjoyed it. I, that was one of the ones I think it was in the press kit where they wrote about like that kind of thing. And I thought it was so cool to have something where it's a different spin on it. And it just kind of reminds me of like the moments you overthink things or want to be the best at it. And it also kind of reminded me of uh, Bonzo Dog Band in the sense oh, of wow. uh, what song was the um, uh, me, Mr. Uh, the, the show. I'm a fabulous guy. the I, I love Vivian. Right. And it reminded me of that kind of stuff. And I'm going to be killed because, like, I love Bonzo and I can't think of the – it's the one where he's, like, in the room getting ready, prepping, and he thinks he's this big deal. And then he's nothing. He's a nothing, which was always their kind of thing where they're bigger than – we have that ego about us and we have that self-ego that our ego is there to protect us. But if indulged at too many points, you tend to forget you're actually human at times because the ego – it inflates, it inflates, it deflates, it, you know, it's our it's a protector, but it could easily be a destroyer, too, which exactly. I always thought it's funny that the, the shortest song on the uh, album here gave me the most thinking points, which I think that's a <laughs> nice takeaway in life that sometimes the less is more. But now this album is fantastic. I, I can't wait for the world to hear it in, in five days. I'm very excited. And it's not usually my genre, which makes me a bigger fan because it's something I could pick up on and be like. It's not my usual, but I'm very open minded to it, and now I'm enjoying it. And I recently well, got good. into Will Wood as well around the same time, and I'm a very big fan of him. If you haven't heard Will yet, uh, Will Wood yet, I would check him out. Uh, no, um, I don't know. I he's don't know. he's like a uh, My Chemical Romance meets this avant pop type thing. So it's like very, oh, okay. it's very satirey. but it's also he has a song called White Noise. I just played on my show. Um, and it's very good. And, uh, I could always see, I could see putting you in a block with him as well and like being able to mix the two. So it will work on the show, but also we each, you know, to their own shine their own way, but I I enjoy will Wood So I always like to share with the guests of artists that I find similar or in my, but not in a way of comparing just in a way of like, you might like him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. uh, I always want to hear, I
1: always want to hear some
0: it's, uh, uh he's very popular all of a some, sudden of too. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. heard
1: some great stuff on oh, it. Oh, thank so you. Stuff that I've written down that I
0: want to. Awesome. That's the best part rush. that a radio host would love to hear is that they gave, cause that's the whole point of some of our shows. Uh, one of my buddies that's a brand new host on mad wasp, we actually just hung out last night and did some karaoke and, uh, it was kind of cool being in person with somebody. It's just been so long <laughs> and it was just nice yeah. to have that, you know, you know, just hanging out with a friend that I haven't hung out with in a while cause of college and just knowing and been a while. And, uh, I mentioned to him him I said uh your show today which I don't usually listen to a lot of the funk side of music and I I mean I love funk but I only listen to certain groups and it just of kept in that tight knit thing I said it opened my mind he goes that's the whole point of my show I said well you won me over I said I I will I will listen to your show because as a radio host I tend to you know a lot of people don't want to admit it but I feel like when you work in the field of music you either get burnt out so you don't listen to a lot of music because you think it's a job and you kind of forget to listen to other people's stuff because you're like, oh, I'd rather be making right now. I can make something. I can make something. And you forget that the reflection part personally for myself is part of that process. You got to hear what's going on to know what might inspire you. And whenever I get writer's block, I decide, all right, well, here it is. I'm just going to go listen to some music until I get something. That's <laughs> exactly. been my cure for it. And um, I think that I, works I'm for exactly authors exactly too. Oh, all cool. Right. I totally,
1: totally
0: agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm finding I'm I pretty stuck lately. <laughs>
1: You got to keep your ear open to what's going on, even if you don't, even if it's nothing like what you want to do. You have to go
0: out of your comfort zone a lot in in the music field, I think.
1: Yeah, it just keeps you, keeps, keeps, it's, it's inspiring. Yeah, it's,
0: it's definitely, it was, well, I find myself, like, writing songs all of a sudden, and, because, like, lyrics always pop in my head, I have, like, these, I was been told that it's, like, the Brian Wilson thing, where you have, like, the voices in your head that kind of give you ideas, but they mm-hmm. also, like, crush you, and I have that, and I had to talk to a friend about it, because I haven't told anybody, and he's, like, that's the bug, that's the music bug, that's the writer's <laughs> that's bug, weird. I have to deal with this white, because the white noise, and that's why the uh, the Will Woods song was so important to me, because it's called White Noise, it literally covers that subject in a satirical, funny way, and it oh, was, well. like, because he's very zappy. Zap esque too, um, so I, I like anything Zap esque You know that enjoy that I enjoy, and with this one, it was just so exciting to hear someone uh, make fun of the idea of the the white noise in your head becoming voices to tell you how to do what you need to do and dictate what you need to do. And that's I deal with that on a daily basis at 22, and I'm like I can't seem you know therapy is one thing and meds are another story, and it's just so tough to find the help, especially when you're a creative because you feel like everybody just wants to squash you. And it's Mm -hmm. like, that's not the truth sometimes. Sometimes you do need to be squashed for a few to to regain somewhat of normalcy. And it's so tough for me uh, at 22 to find this. But it's nice to hear that it's, I'm not alone. You know, a lot of people suffer alone, from no, it.
2: Probably a lot of people go through
0: that. <laughs> yeah, so it's exciting. And again, I've learned, uh, you know, to organize my day and uh, to, to organize is very important when you do a lot. Because you could do a lot. You can fit a lot of things in and still be comfortable. You just have to find the puzzle piece to make it all work. So this album has yeah, been really inspiring absolutely. for me to see that someone could take ideas. So I, again, really, Brian Woodbury, I'm glad that you were able to come on the show because it's just so much fun was, to listen to something great, new. It
1: was great. It's great great talking to you. Yeah.
0: Um, Well, we'll keep in contact. I like to know what's coming up. We'll have you on the show again in the future. You know, couple. You know, give us some time, and then we'll have. You know, I'm sure you'll have many new projects. I'd love to talk about. And uh, I just, again, it's unlikely places, so it's it's where things aren't as likely, right?
2: (laughs) Been up here lighting up the sky.
0: Um, Luna, do you have time
2: to sing a goodbye song before you go? Always be. Very soon I know Goodbye, goodbye Good friends, goodbye Goodbye. And tomorrow Just like today The moon, the bear And the big blue house Will be waiting for you To come and play To come and play To come and play Bye now Tuned
0: into Mad Wolf Radio, so don't forget where you are. Don't change that dial. You don't need to anyway.